0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the VR Download, a weekly show, most of the time, recorded live within the Upload Virtual Studios, where we bring you the latest news, reviews, comments, and interviews from the VR industry. My name is Kyle, Operations Manager at Upload. And joining me today on the panel...
1: Hi, Ian Hamilton here, Managing Editor. All right. Welcome. And over here to my left... Hello, I'm Jamie. Good to meet you all.
0: And uh, we may have some other people join us back and forth. Uh, we're just having people try to connect, uh, which is the lovely thing about our industry is that nothing is perfect just yet. We're on our way there. Okay, so let's get in. Are you guys ready? Let's get into this week's news. We let's ready? do it. All right. Let's do it. Okay. So this week's news, the first subject of this week's news is Half-Life Alex. We have Woo! a release date. Woohoo! March twenty third,
1: yep. What do you, yep.
0: what, 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 Ian? Do you think we're actually going to see it exactly, March twenty third? No hiccups, no problems. Ready to go?
1: Yeah, they they've invested too much in that date. They, they have to. They mm-hmm. have to hit it. It's going to hit it. It's, they've said it's done. I believe them. It's going to be. It's going to be ready. Jamie, thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of surprised. I felt like
2: it was we were going to get into March, and we were going to get to. I'm going to say I, I predicted we were going to get to like the twentieth, and everyone on the internet would be absolutely crazy asking where the heck this game was, and there would be no answer whatsoever, and it would launch at like the last second of the last minute of the last hour of March. But they, I mean, this continues a trend of Valve being very different in their marketing this time around, right? It, it, they're being very forward-thinking. They're being very I don't, know, I don't know if this is the right term, but like progressive, they are getting ahead of the curve much more than they have uh, in the past. And yeah, this is a, a welcome piece of news. I'm 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 really excited. If they, uh, what are
0: your what do what, what actually? We'll start over here, Ian. What are your predictions on uh, downloads and ranking of Half Life Alex once it comes out? Is it going to oh, disrupt? That's a great question. Oh yeah. Is it going to disrupt?
1: Yeah, I mean it's going to be on the top list. It should be on the top list for obviously the first month. But question is, how many months is it going to be on the top download well, list? Isn't these? the question? Isn't the question? Will it be number one? Sort of, yeah. Across all of Steam or across all of Steam, that's, that's, will it be number one? Yeah, is that possible. That's interesting.
0: I mean, let's I consider the that. fact if a new Half Life uh, pancake game, you know, two D game came out, it would immediately mm. like nobody would question the fact that it would immediately jump up to number one, right? Yep. Well, what about the VR then? See, that's I think the variable here. The, I mean, the mm. question is if it's even like physically
2: possible, right? Like, I mean, what, like, what ranks? What, uh, Ian, you? I think you wrote the story about Walking Dead this week, reaching the top twenty. Was it of Steam VR
1: bestsellers? Uh I think Harry wrote. Oh, it, Harry- but I, I looked at it. I looked at that pretty close. I I um, feel like the the games usually at the top are like.
2: Unknown's Battlegrounds. uh, Fortnite on Steam? I have no idea. How does Steam even work? Is there anything else big launching in March across all of PC? Uh, A lot of the big console kind of games like Final Fantasy VII got delayed till April. So uh, I think Doom Eternal is out in March. Mm. So that could could be a big one. Um, I don't think... Yeah, Cyberpunk got delayed. So I think... It's a pretty open month, actually. Now that you
1: mention it, well, yeah. And so the way the way they supposedly mark that is uh, the two weeks after release is what they count. And that game, I mean, Alex has been on pre order for so many months. I oh, wonder if they'll count the. There's a lot of people getting it for free though with the index. Oh, it's not, that's very true. It's not in. That's a big chunk.
2: But they, I think they would still count those downloads, right?
1: I think I think even if you base it on
2: pre sales now, it's that. Alex actually ranks pretty highly if you look at the best-selling stuff on Steam. I could be wrong about that. Hmm. But I feel like I've looked once or twice and been like, wait, how is that game in the top seller's list? Oh, because it's on pre-sale. So, but that's, oh, I hadn't thought
0: about that. That's going to be a real big test. Other than news outlets talking and discussing uh, about Half-Life Alex, have you personally seen any marketing or advertisements for the game? I mean,
2: for Valve, that's an interesting question because Valve, it was Valve's first ever tweet announcing Half-Life Alex. That is, and and like the significance, the significance, sorry, of that cannot be understated. This is not a company that has had a traditional marketing campaign. And now they are starting to resemble something a little more traditional. So no, I haven't seen you know logically from there more traditional marketing yet but the fact that they are on twitter talking about the game the fact they are doing reddit asked me anythings about the game is a step beyond
1: what we've seen from valve before
0: hmm. what do you yeah. think ian have you seen any ads or anything at all
1: no it's yeah but, it's exactly what jamie said on the tweet i mean they've, they've got their own marketing machine with steam where they can post yep, sort of how they want and They've got their commanding audience, and you know if you're a half life fan, there's almost no way of escaping knowing about the title I think the yeah for sure. the harder question is why would you buy an index for it like that's 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 a harder thing for people to grasp and uh the only thing that they've told us is that there's some i'm I'm actually using the index controllers right now, but you can't actually see the function of the three the three fingers. But uh, they've said that there's some optional interactions with only the index controllers. So like crushing a can you can do uh, in the game only with the index controllers. And that's not a big selling point when you think about it. But when people actually get their hands on this game for extended periods and I don't know, it might might make a difference to some people who want the absolute best possible Half-Life experience after such a long wait. Mm. And, of course, Mm. the headset isn't available for purchase right now. We're waiting for them to restock it. Yeah, that's very true. They said they'll have news about
2: that,
0: though. Interesting. Well, let's move on to the next piece of news. Let's see what we got here. Oh, it looks like uh, VR developer and longtime fan of Upload VR, Gerald McAllister, has his birthday today. Hello, Gerald, and happy birthday to you, sir!
1: Happy birthday, Gerald. Let me. Yeah. Can I take this opportunity to give away a code?
0: Hey, you know what? In in memory of, and no, he didn't die. In no, but to celebrate. <laughs> gosh, <laughs> what? bye, Gerald. Gerald. Bye, what Gerald. Five nice seconds. knowing you, buddy. Uh, yeah, no, four to celebrate the birthday of one of our big fans and a great VR developer, Gerald, let's give away a
1: code. All right, so let me explain how this is gonna work. We've got 10 codes from O shape to give away. These are, this is for the quest version of O shape. So if you're, uh, the way this works is you can find the redeem area on the Oculus app. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna read a question and then we'll paste the code into the YouTube chat. Minus uh, some characters. So, there will be a question mark in place of some of the characters. And so, what you'll need to do is figure out what the missing character is based on the first letter or the first character of the answer to our trivia question. So, uh, let's get this started. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, and this is the answer to this question is the only one today that isn't a letter. So, a oh. nonagon has this many sides. Ooh. Oh. And and please tell us in the chat, I'll be
0: monitoring the chat here, if you end up redeeming it successfully, let us know.
1: Yeah, it's nice to let us know and let everyone else know that there's a winner out there and they're going to be enjoying uh, O-Shape today.
0: Toothless, 2005. I got it, boys. So (laughs) there you go. Congratulations. So the answer there,
1: Anonagon has nine
0: sides. nine sides. Really, I thought it would be
2: more... I feel like I would have known the name for a nine-sided shape, but I
1: don't, so I I guess I have to go back to school. Well, knowing
0: is half the battle. This is
1: true. This is true. How many total codes do we have? Here? We have 10 codes, so that was question one. We've got uh, eight, nine more questions. I just did math there. I almost got it wrong. <laughs> you said eight first. I, uh, I almost, yeah. I, hope that... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh,
0: dear. I love it. That's great. Okay, That's should bad. we move on to some more news then? Yeah, Please. Okay, great. All right. So the next bit of news. JDI is making a small VR LCD. Uh, <laughs> it's currently used, we believe, I think, in the... I always I always pronounce this wrong. Huawei VR glass. Huawei. Huawei? Huawei. Huawei. Sorry. Huawei. Huawei. Okay. Yeah. Huawei. 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 All Huawei. right. Uh, and it and it could mean more compact headsets uh, soon ish maybe. Um, it's a two point one inch LCD, uh, which makes requirements for lenses uh, are. are is this jumping the gun, or do we like the idea of a mass-produced kind of standard screen?
1: Well, Ian, even you've, if
0: you yeah. send this this screen,
1: right? So yeah, I saw this at CES, and it was hooked up a to yes. Uh, yeah, Didn't CES. you see it a
2: really long time ago at, at the Display Week conference
1: as well? Yeah. Well, so I saw a JDA display, and I think they're the ones in the index. Uh, Uh, So what I saw was the the very early panel at one of the display weeks that I think ended up in Index and a couple other headsets. Um, So this is a company that is clearly making displays that are used by some of the major VR developers currently. So a lot of the headsets on people's heads today are made by this same manufacturer. And so that's a very encouraging sign. So yes, I did try. So I tried the JDIs last year and then I have tried micro displays at CES recently and I tried the, uh, the VR glass mm-hmm. with positional tracking. And the issue there, the, the issue with all of these displays is going to be making sure that we're not taking a step backward in terms of field of view in order to have a slimmer VR experience. No one mm-hmm. wants to have decreased field of view the only exception to that might be a media-focused only headset that provides a great, you know, HD or maybe even ultra HD picture with maybe 3 off tracking, but a very slim design like that m- might make sense. But still, taking that step backward on field of view, all the all the ones we've seen have had trade-offs in terms of field of view compared to what we're used to right now.
2: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, right? just because you have a smaller, I've I've figured out how to make it. There you go. A smaller VR display, not not, not tiny, but like, like small. You see that everyone? Do you see the minutia Mm -hmm. between what I'm doing? Okay. Doesn't mean like you can accommodate for a smaller screen with new types of lens technology, right? Pancake
1: lenses is one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, so,
2: even though these screens are smaller, that doesn't necessarily mean that the headsets will have a smaller field of view. It could be that uh, lens technologies are also implemented into the headset so that you'd still get either a, a similar or wider field of view based on the way they kind of distort the image, right?
1: Hmm. They're going to have to do that... yeah, new magnification. So like, There's going to be a whole new – it's a whole new optical path. And Exactly, yeah. Um, I think, and my cat, I'm sure people out there can hear my cat. She's got some anxiety problems, and it seems like every time I'm starting to talk, she (laughs) sees that I'm not talking to anyone in the room, and it's really bothering (laughs) her. So she's she's going off in this living room here. I didn't even know you Um, had a cat. Well, I've always been broadcasting from a different location. I'm broadcasting for the first time from my actual home. So, yeah. How about it? How about it? Oh, I've the work we've gone through to get this working. I'm on an LTE connection right now, so I'm very happy. If this, is, <laughs> I've, I've got my my index microphone, so I'm, I'm coming from VR over an LTE connection with my index microphone, and I hope I sound soothing out there to the people and not. Yep, You, you know, the movie perfectly you in hear sync.
0: Me. It's oh, stunning. F- you know what, though, with my ugly internet today, no, there's a slight delay. It looks like for me, no, it your looks lips like look pretty good too. Oh, well, thank you. I've been complimented on my lips before. Thank you. Um, I think the the critical piece to this story, in my opinion, is that it's mass-produced LCD screens specifically for VR. And whenever you mass-produce something, you end up lowering the cost and making uh, availability much higher. And so we've got lenses, we've got screens, we've got batteries, we've got other components that all make up these cool VR headsets. Are we uh, one step closer to having a more affordable solution, even if it's a sacrifice of FOV?
1: Mm, that's a good point. I I think the, the follow-on to what you're suggesting is that if they're mass-producing them, maybe they have someone out there ordering them in mass mm-hmm. production to prepare mm-hmm. for early 2021 or maybe even late this year. Oh, well, that, headset yeah, that could be launching pathway.
2: in 2021? So- <clears throat> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, oh that is not the company i was strawberry <laughs> <No>, I, <was laughs> I was thinking facebook no?
1: go to facebook interesting is, isn't
0: isn't
2: interesting. jdi like isn't one of the backers or investors i, I can't remember exactly what it is but one of them sony right okay so psvr2 so, yeah the guys some of the guys backing this display I. I feel like these are the maybe the displays we're going to see in PSVR 2. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Complete speculation. Um, But that's kind of what we were assuming when you first saw them all the way back at a display week, like, what, two years ago now or something like that, right? It's Um, been a while, yeah. Yeah, it made made sense that you were looking at them then. And you were really, I remember you were really keen on them when you saw them the first time. It made sense that, you know, they weren't going to be in headsets next year, but maybe Three, four, five years down the line, they could find their way into a headset. And if there was going to be any headset, it would probably be Sony, right? Because why would Sony be backing a new display technology and then not for VR specifically for VR and then not use it in their new VR headset, right? So yep. I feel like that's the the most likely path.
0: You know what? I haven't done this uh, episode yet. Is switch over my seat and check out the comments. So I'm gonna just move I mean, over here a, to this. You've done a couple of leads. I have, I have. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me take a look here. Taco Cat forty six forty two. Great name has a quest and uh, FOV of ninety is already pretty small. No lower, please, manufacturers. Mm. Brandon says one hundred and ten degrees has to be the minimum for any VR going forward. We can't go backwards. Um, yep. Andrew King says go to. I wonder how many programmers will joke about a go to being bad practice. Uh, let's see. That's yeah,
2: a pretty apt comment. No more ghost yeah. lagging off this episode, though. We've, we've, we've that's, had that's enough that of that nice recently. let nice about Go. There's, yeah, there's let's just be, be nice about Go. Uh, Smash it. Great game. Land's End. Fantastic game. <laughs>
0: what do you Very think, accurate, Ian? I think we should give another code away.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Let's give another right. code away. Question number two. Question number two. Which game are you playing if you have cards labeled Thought Seas? force of will and lightning bolt and it looks like chad
0: lawson got it with the answer mtg
1: yep magic the gathering and please don't try to win two codes you know if you've already got one and you've proven that you're very quick with your copy and paste and your knowledge of uh, the random trivia we've picked. Please don't try to redeem it a second time. Let, let, the, let it go around.
0: Let, let's test the two folks who have already gotten a code.
1: What <laughs> painting <laughs> technique involves painting on wet plaster? Just uh, That's, did, that's, that's you know? my question of the day.
0: Uh, did Ross B3000 got it?
1: The answer Sorry, there Ross. is fresco.
0: All right, let's go on to the next story here, folks. Sony patents Valve Index-ish VR controllers with finger tracking. Now, I saw these things. They looked very rigid, and they were very square and not ergonomic at all. Now, obviously, this might just be the prototype, and it's not its final form, but uh, I'm curious. Let's start over here. Jamie, did you see these pictures? Did you see how they work? What did you think? Yeah. I
2: mean, I, I think one thing to point out to that front is that when it comes to talking about patents, like product design is not at the front of any company's mind, right? They, I mean, for one thing, they want to keep their product secret. They don't want to give away final designs and stuff like that. I think recently we kind of spotted, well, people spotted the PlayStation 5 development kit in, um, uh, in one patent. And that's exactly the kind of reason you don't want to give away designs because now everyone's using that development kit picture like for mock-ups and stuff for the PS5. So um, the the important thing with that uh, patent is that they are trying to convey their finger tracking technology, which obviously they're working on because they patented it. And from what you can see in the documentation, it sounds very, very similar to uh, basically what we've got right now on the Oculus Touch controllers, which is if you are resting your finger on the grip button or you're pressing the grip button, it'll go in. If you are resting your finger on the trigger button, it'll know it's touching it. And then where your thumbs are, if it's touching any kind of face button or an analog stick, it will know and your virtual hands will replicate that, right? Same sort of thing with the valve index, just much, much, much more uh, elaborate. There are a bunch of sensors on the index to track every one of your fingers. And if it's not resting on the controller, it knows that it must be extended.
1: Uh, And that's. I didn't look I didn't look closely at the patent and just, you know, of of the things you pronounce differently, patent is probably the most aggravating up there with I was aluminium. Triggered. I was triggered. Yeah. yeah. Patent. I was definitely um, triggered. Just got to say, but uh, uh, were there analog sticks in the image? P-
2: patent. Um, so there was, there's one, again, it's, there's one shot of like where the buttons and the sticks would be and there's a bunch of circles, one of which could be an analog stick, but it's, that's not easy to tell in any way. We have seen other Sony patents, there you go, for other uh, motion controllers, and those have analog sticks on them. And I also think if Sony didn't release analog sticks or, or didn't have analog sticks on their next motion controller for their next PSVR, it would possibly be the dumbest thing any VR company has ever done. The whole thing about the, the moves is they didn't have analog sticks because they were originally designed for the PS3, right? um Mm -hmm. and even then people thought they should have had them but they kind of repurposed them for vr um and then despite the fact that psvr has been quite successful for them they've never uh redesigned the controllers and and added analog sticks so that's one of the big upgrades we're really really hoping for with psvr 2. um i don't as, as in terms of the finger tracking i'm i'm very glad it's there ian you have an index how is the finger tracking on Index in this day and age? Because I, I mean, you can't demonstrate
1: it right now yeah, because no. of the app. But I, I wouldn't say. I would say that it's buggy in the same way that the Quest hand tracking is currently buggy. It's not a hundred percent there, and it relies mm-hmm. on each developer's implementation of release. So, I mean, the thing you can't necessarily do with uh, the hand tracking, the the finger tracking on the Quest experimental channel right now is uh grasp something physically and then release it to throw something so you you would be just grasping air on the quest uh, whereas you're actually grasping something physical when you do the hand tracking on the index and every developer can sort of decide their own implementation of when to recognize your full release and so that still adds that kind of complete app to app difference between sensation. Like I, I just want one consistent way of throwing things that just works. Every time I throw something, I want it to yeah. just be natural and be exactly what I expect it to do every time. And <laughs> I don't think it's really there yet. Yeah. Uh,
0: I I wonder because I did take a look at the patent. See, I can't say it that way. Patent. And the it looks like each individual uh, finger had a little sensor for the finger but I'm curious about like on the index have you had it where you're holding it wrong and it picks up the wrong finger movement
1: uh yes yeah that can happen and it tries to sort of figure it out so like even when you're holding it in your hand you can kind of adjust it and now my hand is holding the grip area in a completely different way just by moving my hand in the strap a little bit Mm -hmm. so like I can trick it by accident or on purpose you know i'm repositioning my hand i'm pulling the the strap so that it's tighter to my hand and getting a new grip and so it's in theory it's supposed to be smart enough to kind of pay attention mm. to the differences and, and what you're doing and you can like that first aperture hand labs demo you can you can kind of run all five fingers down the down the uh, grip area and have it respond but yeah, like I said, it's uh, even yesterday with like uh, Iron Lights. I was playing with David, and if you release the grip button, you release the weapon in your hand, and it was really easy to accidentally regrab the the thing. So like we played a yeah. uh, duelist versus duelist in Iron Lights, and you've got a shield in one hand and a sword in the other, and in theory we, we both are like, okay, we're just going to fight sword to sword. So I should drop my shield and put it over here and just barely tapping that grip area made me re-grab the shield. And so it looked like I was cheating because I was grabbing the shield, grabbing the shield when I was just accidentally touching the grip area on these things. So it's very sensitive. The
0: reason I ask that question is because what about all of the different sizes of hands we've got children with small hands we've got some people have big giant you know gorilla style hands i mean it, it is, comes in all different shapes and sizes so i'm just curious about how compatible it'll be that's very interesting they
2: they actually put that in the patent the patent the patent the patent the patent <laughs> um i've gotten inside your head i'm sorry i can't even remember which one i meant to say anymore <laughs> um, and what they put that in in their like known issues section of saying we haven't figured this out yet, but obviously what happens if one guy's got a hand or a girl has got a hand that's too big and then someone's got a hand that doesn't quite reach the sensor bar, how do we work around that? And that was in their like designated known <laughs> issues section. So that's, that's a really good point.
1: I want to mention like also that the hands move in such intricate ways and the fingers move in such different mm. ways. So like we tried a CS hand demo. Uh, I can't remember the company's name offhand. Uh, uh, um where <laughs> it was oh, that was too good. That was good. That was really good. Where good. it could not recognize moving your fingers up and down like like relative to one another. And that's an intricate movement that like for serious simulation you really need to be able to see. And it mm-hmm. could only recognize sort of straight in and straight out for every single digit. And that that's not gonna cut it when you really wanna like, I don't know, grasp a cup and have your top finger go over the top of the handle and have your bottom two fingers go actually through the handle and have the top finger wrap around the handle exactly like you would just you've got to be able to have some recognition of up and down movement as well
0: yeah no i agree with that um there's uh i want to be able to tap my fingers on a table I want to be able to do that sort of thing, like just kind of wrap my fingers against the table one at a time or do one of those cool little like flip a coin around on the tops of my knuckles. Those are the types of precision that I would expect in maybe generation three. You know, maybe somebody will come up with a, a, a wrist strap that goes around your hand and it's got leap motions that face your finger. I don't know. There's all sorts of fun stuff you could do. Nobody's done it yet, and so I guess yeah. we have to iterate. Still, I, I I feel remiss. I should probably look at the comments and see, see if code. there's anything good here. Why are you why are you looking? I I would say what one of the funny things is
2: even the high end solutions of hand tracking that I personally seen, you can definitely tell that it is a case of guessing where your finger is right now rather mm-hmm. than uh, accurately knowing and I don't know if this is the right word, but biometrically reading where your finger is and showing that with minimal latency. Like I've tried some of the like $5,000 solutions and it's still very clear that they are basing like a slight arc in your finger, meaning, oh, that should be there. And a slight extension in your finger, meaning, oh, it should be there. As opposed well, to so like- I, was,
1: I was noticing this, like my fingers are tip to tip right now on yep. the index controllers. So they're actually touching, and that's the difference yeah. here between the avatars we're using and the real life, you know. So hmm. it's pretty bad when, come, I'm, going, when there, I'm using when this route, out. I guess.
0: Huh, mm. I'll be darned. Mine are actually touching and touching. That's cool. Oh, no, I yeah, mine to... are
1: because of the yeah. way we're doing this. <laughs> um, one thing I just want to mention, like... Um, it's the whip. Yeah. The... <laughs> Have you noticed <laughs> the scuffing of the camera lenses on your quests? Like if you use the pass-through mode on quest, I've noticed a fair mo- amount of smudges forming on the lenses and I can actually see through the smudges in pass-through mode on the quest. And I wonder you know, if, if, if the hand tracking works great when you first buy the quest or whatever headset it is and then you smudge up the lenses through just regular use – does that affect the quality of your hand tracking over time if the cameras can't properly see the intricate finger movements six months into using the headset? It'd be terrible if like the same way batteries run down over time and become less efficient if the tracking has that same sort of degre- degradation over time
0: yeah and it sounds sa- it sounds to me like what you're saying is that somebody needs to come up with screen protectors for the lenses on yeah. the he- vr headsets
1: that's an untapped market Maybe <laughs> i we remember should, uh... true. <laughs> every time apple comes out they didn't they promise sapphire they promised sapphire lenses at one point for their cameras and then they realized they couldn't actually manufacture enough sapphire uh to put on the phones i think if i yeah, recall that was something a real... like that gem of an idea wasn't it uh, uh let's see what hey. kind of
0: comments uh, good my let's okay. see here you
2: do like <laughs> neck and neck this episode
0: yeah tip to tip compression yes andrew that's correct uh there's an official pistol whip tournament coming soon yes. i guess that's directed right oh, yeah. at you Ian. that's on our do article yeah i'm gonna if train, you don't win that, like that training, tournament yeah. if you don't win that tournament i'm gonna be so disappointed yeah i guess let's go ahead
1: and do another code then Question four, question four, which Shakespeare play inspired the Heath Ledger film, 10 Things I Hate About You? Ooh, Oh, I know this movie. one. Yeah. I know this one.
0: You know, being those... here in Seattle, I've been to a lot of those uh, locations in mm-hmm. that movie. of the Oh, school. is that That's a really Seattle-based movie? Uh, it, a lot of it is. Some of it's in uh, Tacoma, which is just a little south. Hmm. Yeah, being the school in... is in Tacoma. It's pretty cool.
2: Being in the UK, I've I've heard a lot of Shakespeare. How about that? I bet. I bet. <laughs> yeah. it's it's true.
0: Christian Nielsen, got it. What well on Christian? Uh, Happy birthday Rose- to you. Rosenby wants to know: Are the codes for Oculus or what? Uh, Quest. These yeah, are they're all for Oculus. Quest. Explain at the beginning. Yes.
2: O shape uh, out today on Quest.
0: Yes. Big giveaway. Shape. Mm-hmm. Frozen the... Shape.
1: We believe the game should have cross-buy on Oculus, so in theory, uh, if you redeem it for Quest, you should also get it for Rift. Obviously through the Oculus Store, absolutely. Not Steam.
0: Mm-hmm. So we've got six more to go.
1: Yeah, you want me to do one more right Let's now? do another one. Do it. Yeah, question five. The last name of our games editor begins with this oh, letter.
0: Oh, that's a good
2: question.
0: Uh, it looks like... Mango, 1320, got it. And the answer is obviously Jegno with a J. Thank goodness you pronounced it right uh it looks like uh those are the news pieces that we have for this week uh and Apart so from the next one no sorry no, i just no. see you jumping the gun we have to do releases Jamie wants All right, out. He's done. be accurate there's Release still more news it's week. just a topic that we're going to discuss later sort of right so what what are Most the releases sort of. of the week what have we played and not pistol whipping
1: iron lights i played a bunch of iron lights did that on stream with david yesterday you can find that on youtube history also been playing that in one-to-one dueling in my living room and that is amazing to experience so we've got two quests and uh, me and my kid stood on opposite ends of our living room exactly sort of in the position of the dueling in iron lights and then uh the way it works is it looks to the server to find you ent- so, so to do a private game you each enter the same tag so you each enter the mm-hmm. same keyword into the tag area and then you can only find matches with people who have that same tag and so what it does it looks to the server to find the tag and match it up and then it connects the game over LAN and it was reporting one millisecond of latency over there in the corner which is amazing to have uh from headset to headset and so uh every little movement where you know where you know she slashes me and i get all defeated and look very sad it's all perfectly matched and we can hear each other in the same living room sort of yelling at one another and uh having a great really fun time playing that iron lights game so um this this was on kickstarter right it's on kickstarter i think it's also on steam right now so you can get it uh if you want it on steam you can't i don't think it's possible to buy it on quest uh yet until it gets official release Okay, but, but it's, I, yeah, didn't
2: Kickstarter backers also get like beta access on Quest? Am I am I remembering that right? Yeah, so
1: I backed it at a uh, sixty dollar tier, which meant I got two copies of the game, and that's how I was able to get us both in Quest.
0: Brandon is asking an interesting question does it share the same guardian though you know that's no. interesting when will we have shared guardian that would be fun
1: yeah we've been talking about that so uh we're very much looking forward to GDC where we're going to mm-hmm. see some where we plan to see some very interesting ideas uh in various scales so arena scale is sort of the ultimate end game where right now we've got things like the void which has Maybe dozens of cameras, actually, the last time I saw the void, they only had a few cameras so they've clearly done some efficiency there to reduce the amount of external equipment they need to have the void running, but backpacks, external cameras that whole thing needs to go away for arcades and attractions to really take off and so yeah. uh it seems like Facebook is being extra cautious here because you see a game like Space Pirate Arena, and people are running at full speed in arena settings while essentially blindfolded. And that is a whole different level of danger, risk, kids walking into the play area, dogs walking into the play area. Uh, I tried an Oculus Rift, an original Oculus Rift in a go-kart, uh, driving around the, a real-world go-kart track. And they put a button on the steering wheel that would rotate the world 90 degrees. This, it was all in testing phase. It told me not to press the button, and I'm doing the steering wheel thing, and I accidentally pressed the button, and the whole world rotated 90 degrees, and I slammed straight into a wall. Why do they even have that button? It was just it was <laughs> a testing. They were testing it, the, but they should have removed that button before putting a journalist in the driver's seat there. So, uh,
0: Okay, bad. so Jamie, have you What's played anything? Now? Releases of the week?
1: Two things.
2: First of all, a little game called O-Shape which we seem to be giving away in ad nauseum on this podcast, as they say. Um, O-Shape is really, really cool. I reviewed it this week. It's been out on PC VR for a little while. It's out on Quest today. Um, I, yeah, like I said, I reviewed it, and I, I prefaced my review by saying that traditionally, and as people that listen to this podcast for a long time will know, I do not like VR rhythm games. I'm not big on them it's not what i want to do in vr i'm also not very good at them o shape is probably the first vr rhythm game that i personally can get fully on board with now what you do in the game uh there's a couple of different mechanics but the central mechanic is that you kind of throw shapes cut into blocks that are approaching you in like a kind of game of human tetris you have to so let's say there's a silhouette cut into the block of like both your hands raised then you have to imitate that move and if you're successful you'll pass through without losing like your streak or any points or anything um and then there's a couple of other things like you have to grab coins out of the air and also you avoid incoming uh blocks and also you can punch certain blocks to like break them uh and the combination of those four things to me was really really compelling very accessible um i've always found beat saber to just be a little too much on the kind of really dialed in, you have to be really good at it's side, which I've always really struggled with. O-Shape, not only is O-Shape from the outset quite accessible and quite fun and quite, uh, for lack of a better term, gettable by anyone that tries it, I think. Uh, It also comes with a whole bunch of options, like, you know, like other VR rhythm games do, but it also comes with a whole bunch of options to twist the experience to how you want it to appear. So, you can change how accurate you need to be with those shapes, for example, or you can change if you don't, you know, if you don't have a big room, you can choose a small room option, which means you don't have to walk around so much. Uh, and then you can do like obviously the, the obvious things like uh, fail mode. You can even uh, no fail mode. You can even slow down or speed up uh, any of the free difficulties of the tracks, so that if you want to get practice in on hard mode, you can slow it down, memorize the patterns, or if you want. If you want to make hard mode even harder, you can speed it up. Which I So I just thought, as a VR rhythm game, it's really accessible and also really versatile. Um, and just the core mechanic is so much fun that I,
1: I really got on board with it. So on board, okay. not bored with it. On board. On, on board, board I... not bored. What? What do you it
0: mean? It sounded like you said that you were bored with it.
2: Oh, sorry. No, I got, I got, I got on board, on board, on
0: board. Yes, I got I on board. Just want to clarify know, that.
2: Second game I've been playing this week: uh, Ghost Giant Oculus Quest. Love Ghost Giant still was my game, my VR game of the year last year. Uh, Is moving from PSVR to Quest today. Uh, really, really amazing narrative, uh, VR, narrative-driven VR game. You really, really, really have to uh, check it out.
0: Good stuff. All right. Now, I went in and played No Man's Sky because mm-hmm. I'm that kind of person. And, um, yeah, I can't find one of those eggs. I need to find one of those eggs so I can grow a ship. And I don't want to do any more quests. So I'm kind of being lazy about it. I'm, I'm at that point where I'm, like, over, uh, you know, hundreds of hours in the game. And I've done all the grinding. And now it's just kind of trying to decide. If that's worth trying to go find one of those eggs but um you know it's a constantly improvement on both psvr and pc for vr so if you haven't tried no man's sky in vr yet i highly recommend it it's a lot of fun
1: it's oh dream cool. the, the ships dreams are kind of too. gross yeah. oh you played, I played it? dreams and i've also played uh, i mean obviously not in vr and yeah. uh i've started i've started on a black mesa i mean so those are both outside uh, but i want to get yeah, to all yeah, the yeah. half-life games before isn't before really so I'm,
2: I'm excited that you've tried dreams because i've been harping on about dreams for a long time i feel like that when it hits psvr which we're hoping will be a matter of you know months if not weeks um i feel like that's going to be a really significant release do, do, do you agree
1: oh yeah it's I, I can't it's hard to describe how visually compelling that game is I i it's I loved... I keep thinking of this comparison, and it's not really apt, but Blade Runner 2049, I watched it on a giant, giant IMAX screen, and the colors and everything in that game, I could not look away, or that movie, I could not look away from the movie. And that's how I feel when I'm looking at Dreams. It's so visually just crisp that it's just astounding how pretty
2: That Very, very similar color palettes, now that you you mentioned it, actually, yeah. Um... Yeah, that, if people don't know, Dreams is a, I I hesitate to call it a game because really it is a game development tool made very, very, very accessible. So uh, the idea is that you, you know, you buy the disc, I believe it's like, what, like 40, 50, 60 bucks. Um, And if you want to, yeah, you can learn all of the tools involved with, uh, that, that come with the game, which would probably take you, I don't know, like. Uh, anywhere between 10 to 20 hours i realize that's a big gap but anywhere between 10 to 20 hours to master I'd, I'd say and then you can make levels and share them online or if you don't want to do that you can just play through stuff that other people have made which is a really really crazy thing to do because even though the point of the game is to make new kinds of experiences and games like the best way to convey it is to talk about things people have remade and i've seen i've seen like the entire first opening section of like uh fallout 4 remade for example i've seen someone like remake a, a significant portion of uh a dead space game in it i've seen i've seen some really incredible stuff that would almost put like like is up there with some of the best tilt brush art i've seen actually uh for example and that's just on with people making it on uh, on a screen and dreams is getting psvr support via a free update at some point we don't know exactly when but i i'm just I'm so excited for it to finally arrive yeah cool ian you want to do another code before
0: we take a quick yeah, break sure.
1: uh question seven what kind of triangle has all sides the same length i was gonna blurt it out but i didn't <laughs> it could have been wrong anyway
2: a parallel triangle <laughs> that's a wrong <laughs> answer don't write that <laughs>
1: I tried to look up some really strange shapes, and all the strange shapes had like letters that the codes don't use in them. Like I noticed, the codes don't use S's and stuff uh, to try to keep mm. people from confusing S's with fives. I think mm. Mm. we should ask: uh, How many sides does
2: the original HTC Vive have, including all the sides in an indentation in a tracking marker? I think that's a it fair question. the night to count them all.
0: <laughs> it looks like taco cat forty six forty two is our winner what well on taco cat go for some shapes it is time to move on to the hot topic of the week and this is one I think that's going to be a lot of fun uh it'll just be me and you here bro until Jamie comes back but the hot topic is will HTC make a comeback in the VR market A comeback denotes a decline that needs to be reemerged. Like they need to emerge from some funk. Are are you on board with the fact that HTC is kind of in
1: limbo right now? There's no other way to characterize it. Uh, If if it's really accurate that there are more DK twos on Steam than Five Cosmoses, there's that's astoundingly bad start for that headset. If you know it obviously there's gonna be a fair number of people with Vive Cosmos that are only going to Vive Port using their subscription program and uh using their store. But if that's if that's really accurate, and you know, there's clearly a lot of things that can go wrong with that that tracking metric of who's connected on Steam, but you know, if that headset, the DK two, came out in Twenty, what fourteen? And still have more of those in use than Cosmos. Six years later, that's rough. That's really, 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 really rough. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I think you have to denote it as a comeback if if that's Wait, really what they're hoping let, to do.
0: Okay. So this so can from, I can I lay this one out,
1: Kyle? Because I want it. I've been planning to do this for a while. All right, listeners watches
2: i'm gonna take you on a, a journey through the cosmos oh, wow that was really good wasn't it oh yeah. you did it you did it oh, oh join the club welcome yay
1: oh, welcome i don't want to Get be in there. this club yay.
2: first of all going a little further back mwc meant to be next week mobile world congress uh, in barcelona big mobile phone event htc usually has a big presence as at it canceled because of the coronavirus so Lots of plans for companies that were planning to make big announcements now currently shifting around a lot. So, earlier this week, I had a call with HTC. Um, you will remember, maybe listeners, that in, at CES, back in January, um, HTC pulled out of any kind of press meetings, any kind of uh, press conference, any kind of announcements saying they have a new vision for Vive they are going to announce later in the year around NWC. We were all kind of really interested in as, what that, as to what that might mean. We were speculating that maybe that they might be pulling out of the consumer market. Um, and we got to find out this week, which is basically for Cosmos, they are introducing two new bundles. So the original Cosmos is a
1: $699 headset.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm right about that on it, I, Ian?
1: sounds right. I yeah. I
2: hate yeah. I always round their mounts because of the way it tricks your brain. Yeah, you love brain. rounding prices. <laughs> but yeah, so 699 or $700. Um which is obviously quite expensive. Uh on this call they introduced a more expensive model, uh which is the Cosmos Elite which is rounds out to $900, um which has the Steam VR Uh, Tracking faceplate, Cosmos is a modular headset, so you can swap various bits and bobs out, uh, one of them being the faceplates, which gives you different tracking capabilities. There's a lot to explain here. Um, And the second, uh, more arguably more important model, is called the Cosmos Play. Now, the original Cosmos, bear with me, there's a lot to explain. The original Cosmos has six inside-out tracking cameras on its faceplate. Even though the Cosmos was announced with four inside-out tracking cameras when it was originally shown like a year and a half ago (laughs) now the cosmos play has those four tracking cameras instead of six it also loses the uh snap-on headphones uh you can still plug in any other kind of earphone that you want to or headphone that you want to but it doesn't have the ones that come with the other two models so hcc originally told me they were planning to release this, at some point, they don't have a release date, for <laughs> $500. So, $100 more than the Rift S, which is $399 slash 400 Half the price of the full Valve Index Kit, which is $1,000, right? The next day, they told me they were revising the price. <laughs> uh, which, I, I didn't, even now, I don't really know what that means. It might still be five hundred dollars. They they said, seeing as they don't have a release date, they don't have a firm price yet. They are looking at it to make it as consumer friendly as possible. Um, as as far as I'm aware, whatever the end the final price ends up being, it will still be cheaper than the original Cosmos package because it has to be, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, like it to has to that. be. Someone
2: reassure me, it has to be. Let's let's get that down on paper. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah so that that's that's where we are cheaper cosmos play which I, I i mean at the end of the day the big the big problem with the cosmos was the price outside of all the kind of tracking issues it's had uh since launch original model uh vive cosmos and steam vr tracked vive cosmos which uh other thing to point out comes not with the steam vr 2.0 base stations but the steam vr 1.0 space stations that they released with the original Vive for $800 back in 2016. That's one of the three things they had to announce this uh, this week.
0: Does, <laughs> does the new versions of the Cosmos still have the swappable uh, front faceplate? Yeah, so a lot
2: of people have asked this, actually. That's a good point. Y- yes. As far as I'm aware, yes, you can still... So let's say you buy the Cosmos Play and you decide either that you want to get uh, a SteamVR tracking faceplate for it or the six camera faceplate for it. You can still buy those separately and then just snap that off, put the other one back on. Obviously, Cosmos also has a wireless module that you can buy for it. And I, I, they told me there was an eye tracking module for it. I don't know if that's available right now or uh, if it's coming in the future. Uh, the other thing they're doing is they are releasing a pass through AR faceplate for developers in the coming months, uh, in Q2. So that's four inside <laughs> oh man, four cameras for inside out <laughs> tracking and two extra pass through cameras, much like the Lynx R1 headset we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, and also kind of some of the demos we've seen for the Oculus Quest at Oculus Connect a couple of years ago, and also the Google Daydream has a sort of similar, uh, the Mirage Solo has a sort of similar function. So that's being released for developers. And then the final, final, final piece of news before we can actually talk about this is what they call Project Proton, which is a concept VR headset for the far-flung future, which is a lightweight kind of redesigned thing that, I mean, it's concept, so they're not, they say they're not entirely sure with, how it's going to look right now but it's drastically reduced form factor either with the idea that maybe there's kind of maybe some computing power on the back of your head or maybe it's tethered to a 5G device and all of the content you're seeing is streamed um, kind of a cool idea I mean 5G streaming on an in, on a dedicated VR device dedicated 5G streaming on a dedicated VR device sounds like a lot Um, very, their plan was to show off a design of that under glass at MWC, but obviously that got canceled. So we've only seen it as a picture. Um, I don't really know what to make of that one, other than it's probably going to be two or three years before they have any more concrete, anything more concrete to share about it. But that's, that's HTC
0: news. Yeah. So is the so-called comeback needed? Because HTC wasn't putting out value in their product. Not just cost, but value. It, so, it, it, yeah.
2: Um, when I spoke to HTC uh, on the phone earlier this week, they acknowledged what they called a rough start for the Vive Cosmos, right? Uh, if you follow our reporting on Upload, you'll know that in the Steam VR hardware survey, which is the monthly survey. I, I, I mentioned this. Oh, you've already you've already mentioned this. Okay, yeah, cool. So, so Cosmos doesn't appear to be selling well. Also, Cosmos, since launch, there have been complaints about kind of the tracking quality and uh, the battery life of the controllers. Things that they have addressed in certain updates could probably keep addressing. Right. So, in the consumer market, and that that's an important thing to say because I still believe that HTC does pretty well in the B two B market. In the consumer market, they definitely seem on the back foot. Right. Like there is a lot of ground to be caught up there, if they are going to remain competitive. The, like not even just like in the future, but for the remainder of 2020, right? Like this, how long is this situation going to go on for before they can, if they can turn it around? Um, it's a it's a tall order. I feel
0: like eight, sorry. Having like said HCC, that, I feel like yeah, go ahead, go ahead. A, it's a smart price. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. No. No. I. I feel like HTC needs some form of, like a fire sale or some sort of subsidized price where you well, they, can get their hardware cheaper. Right, that's, they kind of. That's.
2: They kind of always try to do something like that, and then the the prices are a hundred or two hundred dollars too high, right? Isn't Isn't the case right now? You can get an original Vive, but it's pre owned, and that's. Four hundred dollars, so the price of a Rift S, is, is that how it is right now? I think that's what it is, which is right, which is it's it's like that would be an amazing initiative at two hundred dollars, a pretty good one at three hundred dollars. But why would you buy a pre-owned Vive at the same price as a new Rift? It just doesn't really you make don't. a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't. So I do feel like five hundred is one of the the times they've set a price. And I've been like, yeah, that's actually a pretty good price. I even at a hundred dollars more, I could see that being competitive with Rift S. But now I don't know if it's
1: actually that price. So
0: Hmm. Thoughts, Ian?
1: Yeah, uh lots of them. I, I don't know how many I wanna <laughs> utter right <laughs> now because I wanna <laughs> I wanna be fair to them and they deserve you know a fair shake. They they deserve uh you know, they, they, the, their room scale HTC Vive spawned so much creativity in the VR market and set the yep. standard for what Facebook really needed to match in order to stay competitive. Um, yep. And so, th- you know, that stands as a mark what they teamed up with Valve to ship there in early 2016. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I've had conversations with various people over the years uh and it it's, it became clear to me that they they didn't really I got the feeling they really didn't know what kind of competition they were gonna get from Facebook mm. in this space. Like you had a lot of people at Facebook who clearly bought into the Ready Player One mindset of making the hardware practically free. Yep. So in in Ready Player One, the, the book that came out right before this wave. Uh, they gave the headsets away to school children. Um, and they they had models where all the money was made from this virtual economy that existed. And it, it honestly seemed like a lot of the early people at Facebook who got, you know, consumed with the Oculus purchase and became Facebook employees were set on this goal of trying to make the hardware practically free as as low as they possibly could. And it's just hit HTC again and again and again. This juggernaut of a, comp- yeah. a competitor th- that's willing to take massive losses on hardware. Yep. And now, I don't now know how that changes.
0: I, I have to. Say that I want to give HTC major props for maintaining their presence in the market, pun intended, of course. And I really do believe that they are going to continue to help push forward uh it, they, they are a necessary component to this industry uh whether or not folks are buying their headsets or whether or not fo- they're still making them and they're still making them yeah. available and they are they do have their fan base and they do have their uh you know vive port it is very robust so i think that there is a lot of value to having an htc in the market to help push you know competition drives quality we all know that yeah. it's a basic principle so i think it's valuable that HTC does have this comeback and does have a viable uh, entry level or many options for people to choose from. I still believe that I want to see more headsets in more retailers and HTC. If you're listening, throw throws some cosmoses, Cosmos is yeah, uh, Cosmi, on the shelves at stores and see what happens. Just a thought, mm-hmm. just a thought.
2: Yeah. And like on the flip side of that, that point is also just, I don't, this sounds weirdly biased. I don't want to see Facebook win at least this early. Right. I don't, you know,
1: I don't think many, many, many
2: different reasons, but I I don't want even like in terms of my job, I don't want my reporting to just all be about Facebook. I don't want it to be about like how they're making the right moves because they can afford to right i i want i want competition here and i want HTC to to like to your point i want them to do well i want them to remain a serious presence in this market Uh, it's just a
0: very like i want multiple winners i don't want any one company to win i want multiple winners that's because then we all win
1: yeah i mean I, i agree with both those sentiments i just don't know if HTC has the financial position to really be the competitor we need. Valve, Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, those are the companies with the financial standing to give uh, Facebook a run for its money, uh, quite literally. And um, I don't know if HTC, you know, a lot of where they are was helped by Valve. You know, they it's... Mm -hmm. It's really we have to give Valve all the credit, you know, that they deserve for their portion of what they did here. Um, you, sorry even you, with you, Index.
2: You you had a really good phrase earlier when we were talking earlier. What what was it? They, HTC, ate Valve's lunch.
1: Was that was that it? Yeah, yeah. That,
2: that's a well, that's, good way to put
1: it. Wait, reverse that. Um, oh, Valve, Valve is eating HTC's lunch. Oh, now. okay. Right, yeah. um, well, you know, like this. That's kind of like the the risk is that um, Valve, I mean HTC did a subscription program. We all that's a great idea having a hundred mm-hmm. apps that you can access for $9.99 a month. Yeah, and I don't have to pick and choose so carefully. I mean, I guess that's not great for us who are doing these reviews to very carefully let people know this is how you should spend your money and this is the VR game or two to get this month. Whereas with the subscription program, it's sort of like a Netflix where. You spend 20 minutes in something, and then delete it off your computer as fast as you can, um, and then move on to the next thing. Um, I I just – yes, I want competition in the market, but uh, I don't know if the subject is worth, worth getting into. But like there's serious privacy issues with this technology that we – need to be above board and discuss and be on top of. And I I don't know. it's there's an international issue here where like am I being biased just being by being a western Westerner and being based in America and mm. trusting, you know my American laws to protect me when the American laws don't even protect me uh, when it comes to privacy. But to your point about not trusting Facebook, we need, some consumer protections in place across the board to keep Facebook, you know, even if Facebook wins, but we don't so, want them to own our identity in cyberspace.
2: So to that point, though, wouldn't, you know, someone like HDC that does, you know, to some extent, definitely more so than Facebook advocate uh, user private, well, maybe not, maybe that's not the right term, but... They they definitely came out swinging with a an anti Facebook message right alongside Valve back in the day back in mm-hmm. back in 2016 and and yep. them remaining competitive uh, going forward would be somewhat of keeping that fire alive I guess is is yeah. is one way of putting it and that's yeah that's one reason why I, I do want to see them.
1: Uh, I mean, the, the complicated thing here is devs need robust tools to build compelling products. And HTC was out there a year ahead of Facebook mm. with hand tracking APIs, weren't they? Yep. But uh, well, no I mean, one, I'm not seeing anyone use those in a robust way. Yeah. And it has to do with how good the tools are for devs to experiment with and how good the platform is at its core and so far facebook is leading the way um with alongside steam tools mm. with and and sony too you know the, there's three really robust platforms so that are creating a major tools we spent a fair amount of time talking about what dreams could do yep. as far as a tool that you're giving lots of people to do lots of amazing things um it's just I, I don't. They've got two buttons on the Cosmos controllers, right? Two triggers, like. uh yeah, I think so. That's that's a that's a complication and an unnecessary complication for a fair number of developers there, and you don't. This is not the time in the market to give developers an an extra bit of complication. It's a time in the market to simplify. The tool sets for them and let them do more impressive things with with their tools. And, well, that's, uh, and I don't think two triggers, it's a way, keep, way forward. Yeah. There.
0: Keep, keep, keep in mind that the developers themselves get to pick and choose. What features of what products they support. And it has to do with how easy each company makes it. It has to do with how much time they have and what their core audience is going to want. And you have to ask yourself, do, if we have all of these fun features or fun things, are developers going to support them? I mean, there's a lot of third party VR hardware out there that isn't supported by the majority of developers because it takes extra effort. It puts extra complication there's, into their...
2: There's a lot space. of... First- Best party
0: game. VR hardware,
2: well, right? Five right, trackers, right? right? Exactly, and, yeah, and, and that's
1: a perfect example. Five trackers that was supported by a dozen devs, maybe, maybe a few more. Yeah, and what the those, fuck, right? I already oh, did about that oh, talk in a previous episode, though. but My like, heart de- de- so the devs many that supported beats. that. I mean, they're not doing well. That you know, they spent an extraordinary amount of time supporting an accessory that very few people got, and it's not. You know, you could you, you could do full body tracking with several pucks and a well-made piece of software and that's a cool idea but it just never got widely supported enough to really no. represent any kind of significant market to anyone mm-hmm. and so it's it's a dead end and i i'm really concerned that devs looking to support cosmos are at a dead end like that's it doesn't it make sense for given the numbers that you we talk about on steam Yep. Yeah. why would anyone but- support it but maybe so. Maybe you know. Maybe in a
2: really, really, if we're really, really optimistic, maybe um, HTC are reassessing, looking at the price and saying actually even five hundred isn't enough. Maybe we need to go to four fifty or four hundred. And I mean, I'd like you're shaking your head because that's a very, very, very optimistic assumption. But I am. I am just talking about how does Cosmos get. Back to a point where it's competitive in the market, no, and because that's why I want. That's
1: fire I want.
0: sale, but no, fire I think that's the,
1: the trick. There is, I mean, so you know, Nate Mitchell, rest is rest in peace since he's gone now. <laughs> but uh, you know, one of his last words to me were at GDC a year ago when he's they were announcing actually Rift <S, <yet>. S. was <laughs> that <laughs> Just so here's here's the price of Rift S, four hundred. Here's the price of Quest four hundred. And uh, he basically said something to the effect of, you know, we dropped price on Rift over time. Mm. We could do the same thing over time with Rift S. And so even if Cosmos is able to get their price competitively with Rift S where it is now, that's not necessarily where Rift S is going to be six months from now.
0: Mm. Right. Because Facebook will just sure. drop that price. I mean, $20 it did it is months. enough. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I think that, uh, we'll be keeping an eye on HTC. I think there's a lot still to be discussed and, uh, or to be disgusted by, we don't know. I, there's just, (laughs) we don't know what's going to happen.
1: Right. Give us customers. If you have problems with customer support with any company in the VR space, tips at uploadvr.com. Let us know what you're experiencing. We see those emails And even if we don't, we aren't able to spend the time to get a response to, and we apologize when we're not able to give that time because we're on some story, we see those emails and we, we take them into account. And so we've, we've heard the reports, we've seen reports of things with HEC. We've seen people report customer issues with Facebook. We've seen people report them with Valve, Uh, but we, we take it all in stride. We, we fill it, you know, we, we, we try to. Keep a record of all those things. And when we hear it from enough people, we can use those things to pressure these companies to be accountable for their work. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. Groovy. All right. Uh, Jamie, any housekeeping before we wrap this up?
2: That is a good question. And I will talk while I am thinking. I am (laughs) sure there are some exciting things happening on Upload. Um, Ian, Ian mentioned earlier this week that uh you and you and david streamed uh iron Ionite, yeah. which is definitely something that people should check out check out our streams david's getting back into doing a couple more of those got some good ones on that front we got uh x Tower as well which i think is a really cool game um we are currently rolling out our impressions on the vr power oculus quest uh battery pack which is also a counterweight and we know there's a ton of interest in that so We should, later today, all things going well, have an unboxing video, which will be really cool to check out. Mm. And hopefully by the end of this week, I think this is the case that we'll have a review as well, which will definitely be something that you guys should look out for. Um, Half-Life Alex is out on March 23rd. (laughs) Come back, man, maybe?
1: And GDC. GDC, big one.
2: Right around the corner, yep. Game Developers Mm -hmm. Conference, traditionally a pretty important event for vr Um, we're gonna be there myself uh ian david and xena will be there so we're gonna hit the show pretty full on this this year um yeah that's definitely something to look out for
0: uh i want to do a big shout out to the folks that are watching in big screen hi hello how you doing thanks for watching uh also all the folks that are making comments in our youtube stream uh this is a live show so we are making these comments visible and we're talking about them and we're interacting with you our audience so we really appreciate all of you you're very valuable individuals thank you uh in the meantime if you're not playing o shape with your new free code or buying it yourself go check out uploadvr.com for all like i say in the beginning of the show news reviews comments and interviews from the industry Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Jamie, as he fiddles his thumbs over there. It's just so addictive. Thank you all very much for watching. We'll see you in the future. Farewell. Lead good lives.